and welcome to Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast. This is the place to be for a variety of harmonica-related content, including interviews, lessons, and discussions about all aspects of harmonica playing. This podcast is brought to you by the Tomlin Harmonica School, where I provide a step-by-step curriculum for beginners to advanced intermediate players, as well as personalized feedback and all the resources you need to get better at blues harmonica. To find out more, go to tomlinharmonicaschool.com. This week's podcast is part of a series where I'll be interviewing beginners rather than pros. Today's guest is Steve, who decided to start playing about a year ago when he realized that it was time to start a new challenge. Okay, so hello, Steve. Thank you so much for agreeing to take part in this podcast. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Looking forward to it. Oh, me too. So how, how are you doing today? I'm all right. Just um, looking forward to having a chat about music and so on and so forth. And uh Let's see where this where this ends up. I mean, I've listened to a lot of podcasts of all kinds of things, and I, I get a lot of fun out of it. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, very cool. So before we get get started into the the nitty gritty of the harmonica stuff, mm. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? You know, where you're from, what you do. Okay. Um, well, I'm uh, I live in Lancashire. I'm originally uh, grew up in Leicestershire in the Midlands, but I, I live in Lancashire now with um, Gail, my fiance. Um, got a daughter and two grandchildren, um, and I drive a truck for a living. So second career, I was in sort of sales management before that for donkey's years. I then got disillusioned with that and wanted less responsibility for the same money, and I drive a truck for the spa convenience store chain. So that's what I do now. Brilliant. Um, does that give you lots of practice time? It does. Um, we have to take breaks by law. Uh-huh. And uh, rather than just sitting there looking at people's dinners on Facebook, um, I decided uh, I need, well, last year I, I went on a, a trip with a friend, uh, a lot of friends, and we ended up sat in a field in North Wales drinking beer uh, before we walked up Snowden the next day. And um, one of my friends brought out a guitar. And I was looking at him thinking, I didn't know he could do that. I was absolutely gobsmacked. And he was, we were playing along, he ate the old bum note, but it was good. And we were all, you know, literally a couple of beers and we were singing along to um, Foo Fighters songs. And it was, it was really good because we hadn't seen each other for a long time. And it played on me. And I'd never le- learned the musical instrument. Music's been a massive part of my life, all my life. My father was a professional musician uh, back in the 50s, 40s and 50s. And um, I'd never really played, never even attempted to play anything. So I thought, what can I do? So I thought, what's what's cheap and what looks easy? And, uh, well, harmonicas are relatively inexpensive, but they're not easy. <laughs> yeah, how hard can it be? That was that was my thinking at the time. Oh, man, that is, that is such a classic. Uh, it's like, oh, well, it, it's small. It, it must be easy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so what, what did your dad play? He uh, played um, trumpet, um, started in the dance bands in the 40s, just after the war. Um, and he uh, toured, uh, played for the BBC um, in the 50s, uh, at the Palladium, that kind of place, supporting all the big American acts when they came over, like people like Sinatra, um, people like Doris Day's played with, uh, Nat King Cole, all the, sort of the big sort of 1950s big band singers. I, and that was where I grew up, and he was very good. But he saw the um, the end of swing when rock and roll was starting, and decided to leave it. And he became a pub landlord. And after, it was after that 
when I came along in, in sort of the mid sixties. Okay. So yeah, it was all so, oh, good. So I, I, you always encouraged me to listen to as much music as I could. So classical, rock, jazz, um, big band. I like. I do. I still like big band music. Still mm-hmm. do. Always have done. Very cool. But so it's, he encouraged you to listen, but there was no pressure to pick up an instrument. No, um, not really. It, 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 I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was a. It was just one of those things. It, was just, it just never happened. I was busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. But it was. It was always that legacy of, of music in the family. Uh, my brother. Um, uh, he, he had. He, he started to learn the, to play the clarinet. He was a lot older than me. And he used to get lessons off Ronnie Scott. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's one name drop. And the other one was my mother once. Um, Nat King Cole once bummed a cigarette from my mother at the backstage of the Palladium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> yeah, but those are some pretty pretty serious name drops within the yeah, first five absolutely. minutes. <laughs> I'll try my best not to do it anymore. It's terrible when people do that. Oh, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, so uh, did you, you said that you've been playing for about a year. Is that right? It's Yeah, it's, it's sort of, I started about just before Christmas. Um, and basically, I looked at a few videos on YouTube about it. And I saw a couple of Adam Gusso and I thought, okay, what should I do? So I bought myself a, a Marine Band Deluxe. And I thought, okay. And I tried getting along with it. And I just wasn't getting anywhere. And then I found your videos. And then I started right from the very, very beginning of it and working through with that, doing your, your school, which is, I'm getting there now. Um, but the thing was, I was never really into blues music. I've always been, um, I've always had lots of taste, but my main love was kind of prog rock. So why I went into harmonica, I don't know, but I just love it now. And I'm so into blues. I really am. And it's the t-shirt, you know, the BB <laughs> King t-shirt. Um, and I, I just, I listen to nothing else now. Really, really listen to nothing else. You know, all kinds the older blues like Muddy and, you know, people like Sonny Boy and that. And I've really got into Paul Butterfield lately as well. Because um, nice. you, you sit there and you sort of, I've had that much time being off off work recently. I've just been sitting there on YouTube and going from one video to the next video to the next video, just listening and listening and listening. And uh, yeah, just love it. Play it all the time. That's brilliant. That's very cool. Mm, and love it. it, it, it it's fun that that you hadn't kind of come from a, a blues background. No, not at all. Not at all. That's very cool. So you, you've discovered Butterfield, Muddy Waters, yeah. uh, classics. Who 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 else have been the the big influences? Um, what popped up? Oh, Charlie Musselwhite. Charlie Musselwhite, Ben Harper. Oh yeah. That's in out and gone. That is an amazing piece of music. I first heard it and I thought, is that an electric guitar? Yeah. Because when when he's playing that sort of solo during the sort of around the middle eight in that song, it was like wow, that's an amazing sound. And then I saw the video, and it's and this old guy in his seventies or whatever it is, rocking out with these youngsters. And I thought that's an amazing thing. So that as well, um, Kim Wilson, um, uh, Howling Wolf, and then you know, all all these kind of things. Yeah, it's uh, there's so much there. It's such a rich. Uh, genre of music there's there's so much to pick up on um yeah love it really love the blues now that's brilliant that's brilliant so uh what what was the the biggest struggle uh when you started playing um everything (laughs) (laughs) everything was difficult it was um i'm getting there Uh, i think the biggest thing initially was uh bending 
mm-hmm. again bends i mean i can bend everything I'm, i've needed to bend in the course now but it's just a case of practicing sounding like you're standing on a cat and then next thing you you actually do it for a day or two and then you can't do it again for another week and then it happens and it happens and then you eventually it's just practice and you know like you say do it a thousand times and it gets locked in yeah i i think it's it's so useful for people to hear that that thing of kind of getting something that that sounds awful but it, at least mm. it's the first uh, first bit of a bend and oh, then yeah. and then losing it and then it comes back and then it yeah. you lose it again and it comes back more and more and can can you kind of because rem- it's fresh in your memory can you remember mm. how long it took for you to get a consistent four draw bend couple of weeks couple of weeks couple of weeks and that's that was, pretty good going it was it was a couple of weeks um and i was just like is that a bend is that not a bend and then i downloaded one of those um bend trainers the apps mm-hmm. so you can actually see how deep you're going with it but i think the thing that helped most was there was an exercise you you put on your school where you you um get the bend and then you play another note next to it and then you've got to go straight back in and hit it head on I forget what it was, but it was, I forget exactly how you did it, but it was that helped me to get, to actually go straight into the bend, if you will. Yeah. Um, So that, yeah, it's just a case, but it's a case of practice and hitting it by accident. And then eventually you get that muscle memory develops Mm -hmm. and you you can hit it sort of 90 times out of a hundred, you can hit it straight on. But obviously, you know, years and years and years and years and, you know, you, you start to sound like, you know, Charlie Musselwhite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that is the goal. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and I think that's great. You you said you know you, you hit, hitting it by accident, and I think that that's quite a crucial thing for mm. for people listening because the harmonica is such a difficult instrument to learn. It's also a very difficult instrument to teach because you can't mm. actually show people what's going on. You, you need to describe things that are happening happening internally. And yes. that doesn't necessarily compute when you know when you're describing what a tongue's doing to bend. Mm. You know, there are only so many ways that I can describe that, and people don't have that much conscious control. So there is always going to be an element of just trial and error and getting that kind of accidental bend. Well, yeah, I mean, you get the, the four draw locked in, and then you go for the three draw half step, and your tongue's in a completely different place. Yeah. And you think, hang on a minute, <laughs> it's, it's harder <laughs> than it looks. And then you go for the two draw, and then you go for the one draw, and it's everything's different. But it's again, it's it's all about. One thing I've found is all about muscle memory. It's mm-hmm. all about that um, what they call unconscious competence, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You do it when you think about it, and then when you actually do it without thinking about it, that's when you start to sort of, you know, you just that's it, bang, straight in. Yeah unconscious competence that is the absolute perfect way to put it that's yeah uh, that's brilliant so when, when you started playing kind mm. of in, in the early days was there anything that you were worried about was that like you know starting an instrument a little bit later in life was yeah. it was it scary at all or were you quite confident um i've been i needed a new challenge mm-hmm. really and i wanted to do something it was something I'd heard on a, on a podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Yeah. In America. Well, he, he was talking to somebody and it was, it was the guy that said the, um, it was the guy that was talking, wrote a book about 10,000 hours. You need 10,000. Malcolm Gladwell. That's it. Malcolm Gladwell. And he was saying that, I think it was in that one where he said, it's good at any point in your life to do something that you're going to struggle to do and overcome it as a challenge. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought I ne- at that time I needed something like that. I mean, I, life was all good, but I thought I needed a challenge. And I thought it's never too late to learn anything. I, I really, I really believe that. I mean, I didn't start truck driving till I was forty-seven, and that was a, that was a steep learning curve, believe uh-huh. me. Um, but yeah, and um, it was. I really wanted to do something like that, and I wanted to next time I meet up with my friends, bring the harp out and start. Blasting a few licks off, uh, blasting a few licks off, and going, hang on, he didn't know he could do that. Yeah. Um, I've got to get my own back on my mate. Um, but uh, that's going to be a long while, I think, before that happens again now. But uh, we shall see. But that, that was it. I just wanted to, uh, yeah, never too late. Let's have a go. I, I think, yeah, it, it's so true. And, and unfortunately, I get quite a lot of emails from people kind of saying, oh, yeah, I've tried a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I've decided I'm too old to, to get as good as I want to be. And so I'm going to give up completely. And no. it's it's really upsetting when you hear that because, I mean, it, it it's such a cliche, but it's not about the destination. It's it's about the journey and kind of enjoying Absolutely. learning. And... Absolutely. It's about the journey. It really, really is. And it's will I ever get there? I don't know. Um, I'd love to be able to have a jam with some people of the same ability, mm-hmm. a garage band or something like that. That's something I'd like to um, possibly do when I, when I feel a bit more competent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'd really like to do because we, uh, we're, I'm actually lucky where I live. There's a, about uh, three miles away is a town called Cone. And every year in Cone there's a blues festival. Mm. Uh, R&B and Blues Festival, which is cancelled this year for COVID. But, um, you know, the whole town shuts off for a weekend and there's bands playing in pubs everywhere. Um, never been to see it, but this is <laughs> this is my new my new sort of thing of, of yeah. liking blues. So it's serendipitous, really. Yeah. Well, that'd be brilliant. And, and, and yeah. do you have any kind of bigger, longer-term goals with, with learning how to play? I just want to get better. I just want to be able to you know, play some of the standards mm-hmm. um, and, you know, somebody you know, playing a, like I say, in a garage band and be able to play things like The Thrill Is Gone or, um, you know, something like um, Born in Chicago. Yeah. You know, which is, that's, of all the players I've been listening to, Butterfield is really, I thought, I listen to him and I'm thinking, that is just amazing because he's got really, really fast skills on some of the things he plays. And then when you listen to something like Drifting Blues, it's just the, the phrasing of it, the, mm. the tone he gets, which is just, it's like, um, it's like another voice. Yeah. Like in that Drifting Blues, when he plays that, that solo he goes into, and he's, you know, have you seen the video of him when he's playing at Woodstock? Not Woodstock, yes. uh, Mont- Monterey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monterey. And he's just lost in it. And uh-huh. you got, it cuts to all the all these beautiful '60s people in the crowd. I just thought, yeah, that's cool. I want to be able to play like that. Yeah. So, if I can get an inch closer to that every six months, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, just keep on the journey. Love definitely, it. definitely. And it, it's good that you're thinking about it in six month increments. Mm. Um, I think that that's something I've noticed in my practice. Is anything that I'm working on now. I'm kind of hoping to, to start to see it in my playing in six, six months' time. And I think that is quite a good length of time to, to be thinking mm. about. Um, that's very cool. So um, tell me, what, what, what's been your biggest accomplishment so far? Is it is it the bending or is there something um, else? Locking in a rhythm. And, and every time when you, at the end of one of your lessons, I'm, I'm getting to a, uh, the putting it all together section. Once I've got that and I'm happy with how it sounds... That's great. I mean, I was 
um, earlier this year in the beginner lessons, I was, um, it was just a very simple little tall bar blues you'd put up there. But I was playing and it felt like I'm making music. And that was, I'm actually making music. I'm only playing a few notes and there's a backing track there, but I'm, I felt like I was part of that tune. Yeah. And I felt amazing. And um, I was in the, we've got a little utility room at the back and that was where I was practicing. And Gail came in, she stood at the door watching and, and, and dancing. And I thought, that's all I want. That's, that's you know, it was yeah. really good. Um, my grandson um, watched me playing and he picked up, um, what did he do? He picked up a doorstop and held it in front of his mouth and made singing noise. He's only two. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> that's cool. So I've, I've bought him a, a Suzuki Blues Master, and that's 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 going to be for when he's older. Nice, that <laughs> is brilliant. In a cupboard now, but he just picked it up and he was wow. Okay, he loves music. Oh, that's so good. He does love music. Very cool. So let, let's. Uh, let, I'm going to put my teacher hat on just for for a moment. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> I know. Now. I know. Right. Uh, I, I just want to know how how you're practicing. Do you have some kind of routine? Do you? I, I try to do something every day, but I have mm. one or two days off a week. And I find um, that if I have a couple of days off and I come back to it, I'm better. There's been an improvement because I've, I think if you practice every day and you practice when you don't really want to do it, it becomes a chore. Yeah. But I don't want it to be a chore. So if I don't feel like doing it, I don't do it. I normally mm. get five days out of seven. That's great. And what I do is, um, when, I, uh, when I stop for my lunch in my truck, I'll get the phone out, put it on the steering wheel, uh, get one of the next lesson up that I'm doing, and do that. And then maybe when I get home, because I'm normally home first, I'll have an hour or two, and I'll have another go. So I might get half an hour a day or an hour a day, sometimes yeah. a bit more, sometimes a bit less. But I, I try to do five out of seven, and then yeah. have a break, and then come back to it. And then you, you, I feel more enthused that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's so important. Um, it's uh, it, it's very easy to take it too seriously, and mm. obviously you need to take it seriously enough to actually see improvement. But the the the, the killer is taking it so seriously that you don't enjoy it at all. Yeah, uh, I see that a lot. Um, I see that a lot in myself actually, um, and and kind of a lot of pro players uh, on whatever instrument it, it it can kill it for them. You yeah. Know, so it's good. You, it sounds like you've got a good balance, which is, is I, brilliant. I try, I try to. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> Music's <laughs> got to be fun. It, it, that's the whole point of music. It's something that, for me, it, it's, it's it transports you when you when mm-hmm. you get into a tune, whatever tune it might be. It's got to transport you. It's that's yeah. the whole point. It's it's that transcendental thing of music where it's actually part of you. It's your soul. You know, it's everything in there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you haven't got that, it's just a series of noises. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I it. Think, and I don't want it to be that. No, absolutely. I, I think that the thing to remember is is what the verb is that, that uh, we use for, for the activity, and it, it's play. Play. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so hold on to that. Um, <laughs> so I was wondering what, what your top tips are for, for people who are just starting out. You know, they've picked up a harmonica today. What are your tips? Right. I would say. Um, certainly listen listen to as much if you, if you want to learn how to play the blues listen as far and wide as you can and then find um, something that you get into and it, it helps you get your head around the blues form mm-hmm. um, for example one thing that I was always wary about it, trying to improvise 
really, really was. I hated doing it. And then one, one night I was watching B.B. Uh, King and he was playing. He had Eric Clapton on stage with him. He had all these kind of people um, on there. And he was just playing and he was relaxed. He was enjoying it. And you could, you could tell he was throwing the improvisation in there. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and I thought, and then I realised why he was going where he was going with the progressions, where he was going into the, into the four chord and the five chord mm-hmm. and then down to a sort of turnaround. And I thought, right. And then next time I thought, oh, I'll improvise. So I put a, a backing track on and I started improvising. And it, within a couple of days, I do it every day now. And I try to improvise because it's again, it's that unconscious competence. Your brain knows where it wants to go, then your lips follow it. Mm-hmm. And then you make you start making a nice sound, even if it's just a scale or a reverse scale or you know a double stop or something. But if it's the right double stop at the right time in the song, and um, say as a as a something to take you into the four chord, um, then it, you know that that helps. But listen and listen and listen and enjoy it. I think that's that's the key to it. Enjoy it. If if you feel you're not, I'll leave it alone for a week, and then come back to it, and then you're more enthused. Otherwise, it's just a drag. Yeah, yeah. No, those are You've fantastic tips. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and I think yeah, t- taking a break. People people get really scared about taking a break. They think that they, mm. uh, you know, they failed. But it's it's such an important part of of playing. Especially you think about you're planning on having hopefully a lifelong relationship mm. with the instrument. And you know it's not always going to be your main main priority or your main hobby. Having time off is good for you, and it's good for the mm. relationship. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, that's great. Um, we're, we're kind of coming coming towards towards the end, but before before we wow. call it a day, uh, do you, do you have any questions for me? Anything you want to know? Um, no, I, not particularly. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying the lessons. I think they're really really well structured. Are you going to be progressing the more advanced end of the the school, if you will, is is, is that coming? Is that in the pipeline? It it is most definitely in the pipeline. Um, right. Yeah. So for for people who who don't know kind of how the school's structured, it's it's currently structured into four levels: beginner, advanced beginner, intermediate, and advanced intermediate. Um, and the advanced intermediate kind of peters out uh, mainly because I I didn't have so many of the more advanced students in the school so it wasn't the main priority um but but now there are more and more people getting to that that level uh, i'm actually going to be completely redoing that curriculum because uh, i've got got some different ways that i'd like to teach that that level because um, it's, be, it's been a couple of years since since i originally recorded it so i'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm ready to to add stuff and change things around a little bit so that will definitely be mm. coming good excellent well, <laughs> looking forward to that Awesome. Well, Steve, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for for spending some time with me today. Uh, really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. It's gone Fantastic. in a heartbeat. <laughs> it really has. Yeah, it, it really, really has. has. It really has. Yeah. Fantastic. How long have we well, now about twenty five minutes. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Really enjoyed that. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and uh, thank I you. will see you in school. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it easy. Happy harping. Take it easy. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Harmonica Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast service of choice. And if you're ready to take your harmonica playing to the next level, then you should check out my online harmonica school over at tomlinharmonicaschool.com. Happy harping! <laughs>